Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. KTAR News. 92.3 FM. Independent thought. Independent life. This is Chad Benson. Oh, man. Pomp and circumstance. Joining us now, Congressman Andy Biggs. Not you, Pomp and circumstance. And i got to be completely honest with you. I was watching the entire engrossment cer- uh, ceremony <laughs> and the signings. Everybody's asking... Why do you have so many pins at these signings? A lot of people are asking the question because she would sign a letter, then she'd sign another. Can you explain to everybody why they do that? Well, because uh, they're all going to keep a pin. They're all, she's given a copy of a pin. Uh, she's given a pin to each person who's uh, behind her. Yeah. That's, what, that's what's happening. Yeah, I was laughing and I said to myself, you know you're going to find one on, on, on eBay tonight. And somebody hey. was posing with a pen. You would have thought they were hanging out with their favorite rock star. Hey, and you, and you want to know something? Uh, when she spells Pelosi and she she has more people than she has letters in her name, she puts four S's in Pelosi. That's right. just the way it goes. Oh, good time. <laughs> good time talking to Congressman Andy Biggs. So here we go. It's got real now. I mean, we're we're past the point of of no return. They have wandered them over in the pomp and circumstance. So uh, what what do you guys do from here? Well, there's uh, you know there's. There's going to be communication, obviously, with the White House from from some of us, and and uh, there's going to be communication with senators if they want it. And most of the time, they don't want to communicate with members of the House, which is fine. Um, and um, uh, we'll be there. But don't forget, I mean, two things happened in in, in uh, just in the last couple of weeks. We had uh, the Judiciary Chairman Jerry Nadler's staff indicating that they're opening additional investigations. President Trump trying to find more stuff to impeach him on. And then the guy, and I cannot remember his name, but he's the guy who said that hearsay is better than direct evidence in the in the uh, trial. He said that um, uh, today uh, that uh, we're gonna they're gonna open up uh, more impeachment articles. They're gonna look for some more things. So, I mean, just imagine this. Imagine this. You're in the middle of trial, and in the middle of the trial, somebody walks over and says, "Oh, by the way, we're gonna add this to it." I mean, it's just the most absurd thing in the world. Yeah. You know, at some point in time, you just sit back and you say, oh, God, it's just it's like I get it. Look, I want our country to have things like this because I think you'll agree. It's an amazing thing that we are in a nation where we can do these kind of things. I mean, look what took place today in Russia, where basically everybody resigned because Putin's like, let's just say I leave. I still want to be king. How do we make this happen? I'm going to change everything. And I'm glad we have something like this. But it is at what point in time do you just say to yourself, "Okay, you guys have jumped the shark on numerous occasions. Can we just move on and we've got an election come up and let's see what happens there? Well, you know what? I I, I thought it was really interesting in uh, Pelosi's uh, 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 what we call the miracle minute. That's where she's supposed to get a minute to speak and she speaks for 20. Um, She was talking about um, uh, this notion of the election. And that the election's coming up, and that, uh, but that this was this was hazardous to to, uh, uh, to let Donald Trump be in office at the election. And you just you just go, that that's the most asinine, fallacious argument you can make because uh, in just a few months from now we're going to be having an election, and um, if you really believe in elections, uh, why are we three? plus years now into the results of the 2016 election where President Trump won an overwhelming electoral college vote and you're setting it aside on the most flimsy of articles of impeachment. So, uh, Chad, I will tell you, we live in the greatest country in the world. The fact that we we do transition power uh, 
um, largely without uh, violence and largely by uh, with the notion of rules and procedures. I mean, that's fantastic. But when you abuse the rules for uh, for this type of event, because you don't like Trump. I mean, the, the reality is they simply do not like him. They said it before he, he got elected. They said it the day after he was elected. They wanted to remove him from office. I mean, that, that's too much. Yeah. That is too much. Talking to Congressman Andy Biggs. All right, so let's let's talk about some some other stuff that I that I'm curious about. The Les Parnas stuff that's come out, I find it a little bit disturbing. And I think anybody, don't care what side of the aisle, that you've got some guy running around who's a wannabe congressman one day, hopeful or something, and there's this weird stuff. That, that is a bit disturbing. Now, in fairness, I don't know how credible all this stuff is. And as we all know, he's already been indicted, and the first one in usually gets the best deal. But it, it does, like on the surface at least, it looks a little weird. Well, yeah, but I mean, you you put your finger on it. There's two things that I think are important. Number one is the credibility of the witness. And don't forget, what he's really showing you is a photo he took of notes he allegedly took during a phone conversation. Guess what? Uh, you know, contemporaneous notes are admissible, but I mean, they are, you can, you can determine whether you find them credible or incredible. And the part that makes him particularly incredible is he's been indicted. Yeah. And, and the fact that he's been indicted um, and he's hoping to make a deal, um, that would be interesting. But don't forget this, too. If he sits down and goes to the Senate where he didn't be able to testify in the House or Senate, let's say he comes in, if he's not given absolute immunity, if he says anything that is uh, uh, absolutely uh, that, that that looks like it might be damaging to the president, then he has probably violated the law, and then he is going to be uh, indicted without without protections. So he would need uh, absolute immunity, and who knows if the. Uh, uh, Southern District of New York is going to give them that kind of immunity to the prosecutors there. Oh, we move on from there. We've only got about uh, two minutes here, but I want to get your take on the whole thing that went down with, obviously, uh, Iran, uh, Soleimani, all of this stuff. Uh, you know, I mean, I see Mike Lee and I see some other people felt like, look, it feels like it's being rushed. Some stuff was put in. I, they're not happy with it. What's your take on that? Because you obviously you're very close to it. Yeah, number one, I think the Soleimani hit was legitimate and and uh, constitutionally sanctioned. Uh, number two, I think uh, we have two AUMFs. You've got 2001, 2002. 2002 uh, has got to go. Um, it is it is not. Uh, it's not. It, it's been twisted. Uh, unbelievably so. Uh, the 2001 AUMF would have uh, authorized that hit either, anyway. The 2001 AUMF probably is the one that you should keep in place, but it, but that's almost 20 years old. These things have to be revisited. The Constitution does not give an executive, whether it's George W. Bush, Barack Obama, uh, or even my guy, President Trump, doesn't give you carte blanche to, to, to just wage war anywhere forever. We have got to be looking at this. Um, I will tell you that I thought the timing was horrific and was done for political purposes for uh, the Democrats to put their finger in the eye of President Trump. And that was, that was and plus the, the, the document itself was worded and, and really terribly. I actually talked to the sponsor of the bill and said, look, you got some problems with the language in your bill. Um, if you're going to do it, have a legitimate discussion, have a debate, bring in, in my opinion, you bring in and you discuss this with the executive branch and, and uh, both branches of Congress, and you do this right. 
Um, and but fr- quite frankly, the big issue we have now is Barbara Lee from California is bringing in uh, in the next week or two, probably in a couple of weeks, uh, a, a, a pretty good AUMF re- uh, rescission for the 2002 AUMF, which is the one that probably needs to go. But we have to look at that. I have to see what that is, and we should have a good debate and a good discussion about it. Oh, I'd love to have a good debate. Man, I appreciate you coming on today. Uh, the pomp, the circumstance, I'm just going to say this really quick. Next time this happens, because it'll probably be next time, yeah. I think it should be totally, you guys got to wear the wigs, just like our founding fathers, the big buckles on the shoes, the whole nine yards, because today was uber pomp and circumstance, man. But I appreciate you coming on today. All right. Thanks, Chad. How's it going? At Chad Benson Show, Twitter, C-H-A-D-B-E-N-S-O-N. Congressman Biggs right there. It was pomp and circuit. If you guys haven't seen it, I'm just telling you, go check it out. It's the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Feeling confused? No worries. That's why he's here. This is the Chad Benson Show. Setting things straight. The major question is, how does it happen in the richest country in the history of the world that half of our people are living paycheck to paycheck, trying to get by nine, ten bucks an hour? How is it nobody ever goes, is that really true? Because I'm looking at data, and that doesn't seem to be true, because the average person in America, according to the medium household income, is about 56000 and it breaks down on, this is from the Bureau of Labor Statistics, it breaks down like age groups, like 16 to 19 is about 400 bucks a week, 20 to 24 is about 525, and it moves all the way up to, you know, uh, a decent salary, you know, 45 to 54, 975 bucks a week. It works out to about $51,000 a year. This, you watched this last night. Look, I'm here. I want to listen. I'm a free agent because you're going to vote for Trump. I, I don't know who I'm voting for, right? What I know is, I watched last night this debate, and I think to myself, I don't know if I really want to live in this country, wherever they're talking about, because it's doom and gloom. World's coming to an end. It's that country's fault, and they're the only people who can save it, because that's what we do in this day and age. We have to demonize one side, make sure the other side's like, oh, my God. I'm telling you, I sit there and I shake my head. We got problems. Every country has problems. We be... We'll be able to fix these problems, but it's never going to be perfect. It's nowhere that's ever perfect. Right. And by the way, no matter how much you fix, somebody's always going to have something to bitch about. Always. But you watched this last night. Nobody dazzled. Nobody was amazing. Van Jones was absolutely spot on when he was talking about watching this, them tearing each other apart. But it was the end that he was. It's true to see those two have that level of vitriol was very dispiriting. And I want to say that tonight for me was dispiriting. Democrats got to do better than what we saw tonight. There was nothing I saw tonight that would be able to take Donald Trump out. And I want to see a, a, a Democrat in the White House as soon as possible. There was nothing tonight that if you're looking at this thing, you say this, any of these people are prepared for what Donald Trump is going to do to us. And to see further division tonight is very dispiriting. Nobody on that stage like last night in the world of optics And we live in the world of optics. There is something about that. You could take away all the stuff. Nobody's challenging Bernie on, hey, guess what? If we did all the things you had asked, we're going to have to do so much more to raise money. Everybody's going to get after second, third, and fourth job just to pay for all the stuff you want to give away that's free. Nobody ever asked those questions. Nobody comes back at any of these people. But I tell you one thing, in a cult of personality, in a world of selfies and Instagrams, and guess what? 
Something about Trump still resonates with so many people. And I watched on stage last night, nobody that has that cult of personality, nobody has that energy and that vibe. And right now, none of those people are sitting at the head of an economy an economy that's roaring. That's, you know, we were just talking earlier to Andy Biggs, Congressman Biggs. We're talking about all the impeachment stuff and all the stuff that's swirling around. But the reality is, at the end of the day, we are still a pocketbook society. We're going to go into voting season. And if the economy is roaring, people are going to go, you know what? I'm going to stick. I'm going to kind of dance with what brought me. I don't like it. And they're all going to say the same thing. I don't like his attitude. I don't like the way he talks. I don't like the tweeting all the time. I don't like this. I don't like that. But at the end of the day, I'm going to go that way. And the optics, man, I'm telling you. Think, think about this. We'll talk about it a little bit later. A third of Americans are intimidated at the gym because they're worried about the way that people will judge them in the clothes that they wear. So they feel uncomfortable about going to the gym. Maybe that's an excuse for some, but for others, I think it's very real. And in a world of that much optics and fear, you don't think that there's other optics to go on out there? Optics like, I don't know if I can see Amy Klobuchar battling it out with Putin or with the leaders of the world. <clears throat> Has nothing to do with her being a woman. <clears throat> Same thing goes with Mayor uh, Pete or Pete Buttigieg. She's no longer the mayor. <sighs> he's my nephew. He's my he's he's my little brother. He's my son. I just I can't see him going toe to toe. He just doesn't feel like he has experience. There's optics that go with this, and that is very real. Even look at Bernie. From the time he announced in two thousand what what fifteen. And he, and he had his run to where he is today. Slicker looking, hair taken care of in a much better way. He's definitely looking more on point than he did. Optics is real. Don't discount it. Still very real. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Feel free to tweet at me. Terrence Williams joining me in studio. Comedian. Going to be at the Mesa Arts Center Friday, 730 and 11 p.m. So get your tickets. A lot of people are going to be out there. Our very own uh, Brandon Tatum's going to be out there as well. You hear Brandon here on the show. We're here with Gatos and soon Gatos and I. So, But uh, it's going to be a good thing. And uh, we're going to talk to Terrence about the show, what's going on. Terrence Williams, straight ahead. Chad Benson Show, Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station, KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Is it the chat? Is it the chat? It might be the chat. The chat. The chat was great. <laughs> The Chad Benson Show, where independent a la carte thinkers have a seat at the table and a voice in the dialogue. I'll have what she's having. This is Chad Benson. The Chad. The Chad. Ah, the Chad. That's me, Terrence. Okay, Williams is with us right here. Comedian! What's up, my man? How you doing? Hey, how's it going? It's going good. Look at you over there. It's yourself. I got girls and people write me. People tell me how amazing <laughs> I am. Uh, Deplorables tour this week. Mesa Arts Center, Friday, January 17th, 7.30 and 11 p.m. So you're in town. You ready to rock and roll? Oh, yeah. I'm ready to rock, roll, and um, have some of this good old Arizona. Uh, uh, I heard Phoenix have some good uh, 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 some some good chicken and tacos out here so i'm ready to, all right to, to try some stuff you know yeah. being from southern california growing up there and you know it's like you you go to places i've lived all over the world and i'll tell you what there's a few places 
that you're just like, I could live here forever because of the food. This is one of them, my man. Yeah, some great food here. Very great food and very great people. I, I love Phoenix, Arizona. So tell me. So you're out here. You're having fun. Uh, what do we expect? You know, like, because I think, because I had a couple of people ask me when, you, when we were doing that thing with, with Gatos and I when you were out here last is, they're not quite sure. It's like, okay, is this a comedy show? Is it a question and answer? Because Brandon Tatum's going to be there, if I'm correct, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so what, yeah, how's well, well, this, this is how it is. First of all, come to the show and find out, okay? If you're curious, come and find out. Um, it's, it's January the 17th in Mesa, Arizona. But listen, it's going to be a comedy show. It's going to be sort of like a mini Trump rally. It's going to be a little motivational. It's going to be all of it. You know, uh, um, that's how the show is going to be. And there may be some question and answers, but that's not the entire show is like that. Yeah. You know, uh, but sometimes I do, you know, do question and answers. But I do do some, you know, you know, I I, I put on an act, make people laugh and stuff like well, that's that. That's the whole point, right? Like making yeah. people laugh. You're yeah, make people laugh. Yeah, make you laugh. But also, I like to leave the the building with a strong message. Yeah. You know, and uh, so that's just me as a person. You know, I always have a message. You know, yes, you're going to be laughing, but then I'm also going to leave you with a great message. Which is a good thing. So you're going to go out there, you do your thing, and like, let's be as for real about, this thing took off, man. What's it like now? Because your life has changed, right? You know, 24 months ago or so, you know, you're doing your thing, comedy, you're trying to, you know, everybody, people trying to make it, and then it's taken off. Life's different now than it was a a wee back. How's that that sitting with you? You know, I'm going to tell you right now, uh, I have met the president of the United States of America. I have been to the Capitals Nation. I have been in the White House, and I have shook hands with the president. It is a great feeling. A great feeling, an unbelievable feeling. Uh, man, I'm like lost for words of the things that uh, that has been going on. God is good. God is great. And I'm just, I feel highly blessed and, and, and very thankful for all the things that have been going on. Uh, talking to uh, Terrence Williams, uh, the Deplorables Tour, Mesa, Friday night at the Arts Center, uh, 7.30 p.m. and 11 p.m. Yeah. Uh, you know, last night I watched the uh, uh, the debates. It's oh. my job. It's what I do. I, you know, I sit there and 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 here's the thing, man. Let, let's get serious about politics for a while. Yes, come on. A- at some point in time, though, you know, w- used to be, uh, you know, the, whoever the president was. All right, he's the president or she's the president. We're saying that now because there's not been a she, but eventually it's going to happen, no matter what Bernie says or didn't say. But the reality is, is you know, they talk about healing the nation, bringing everybody together. We're at a point now. We're so tribal, man. I don't even know if that's possible. Yeah, I don't know either if if it's possible. But to your point uh, where Elizabeth called out Bernie Sanders. um, I don't believe her. You know what? I don't believe any of them. Yeah. But this is the thing, though, okay? Now, did she say that Bernie said that no no woman president can can beat uh, Trump? Or what, I, what I, was it? I'm what, not what really sure. It? The way she framed it is, no, he never said, a, he said a, uh, no woman could be president. And I don't buy that. I think what he was saying is probably, I don't think at this moment in time that you're going to get, a, a woman's going to get enough votes. Meaning it's more about the people than you know the what? person. You know what? This is the thing here, okay? It has nothing to do with gender. It's, it's something to do, to do with facts and reality. There was a time when a black person could not be president and would not win. Yeah. There was a time where that was not possible. 
Then there was a time where it was possible, and uh, and uh, crooked Barack Obama won. So this is not a time it's going to happen. And a woman president cannot win right now because President Trump can't be beat at all. He's going to win in 2020. So you know what? This is a fact. No woman can be the president this year because President Trump is winning. Huh? There you go. Straight up. That's you straight know? up. Uh, that's straight up. And I say... Like uh, Boot Edge Edge, whatever his name is, Buddha J, Buddha Huda, he is gay. That's okay. But this is not a time for a gay president. A gay president will not be winning anytime soon. It's not happening. It's not happening. America is not ready for that right now. Sorry. You don't think so? You I don't think America's not ready for it. You know it. what I think Buttigieg's biggest problem is, Terrence? It's what? the fact that he looks like he's 12. That That's too. a huge issue. That too, but America's not ready for uh, a, a first husband. No. And, uh, and uh, I'm just I think saying, his name is Chastain. But you got to give it time. It took America a long time to get to the point to where we had a black president. It's going to take a little longer for the gay president. You got to wait your turn, buddy. Yeah. Okay. It took black people a long time. It's going to take gay people a long time. It, that, that's just how it is. And America is not ready for that. And the thing is, uh, 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 you need those minority votes. And I'm going to tell you this right now. Black people are not voting for a gay president. You know what? My, my producer, not the producer that works here by my yeah. national show, he's gay. From the moment Buttigieg ran, he says black people will not vote for uh, a, a, a gay man. Just black not people happen. will not vote. Black people... Um. Uh. Uh. Even though they vote Democrat or, and and seem to be very liberal, but they're they're very conservative when it comes to um that you know. Yeah. Um. And is and it's just not happening. And uh, it's not. Ha- and Hispanics, they're not voting for a gay white man. You think a black? You think black people are going to vote for a gay white man? It's not happening. Yeah, there's uh, they're not doing it. And in South Carolina, he did a big study, and that was one of the things where they would say, "Well, I don't like this, I don't like this," but almost to a person, they all said the same thing. Well, you know, it's not yeah. that he, he's gay bothers me, but it, it, it's just very interesting when you listen to them talk about that. Talking to Terrence, uh, Terrence uh, Williams in concert live, the Deplorables tour, taking on Arizona at the Mesa Arts Center. Friday, 7 30, 11 p.m. Last question, man. So you're going to be out there. You're going to be doing your thing. Who else is with you? What's this going to look like? Uh, is there is it a row? Is it just you just bringing the house down? Or you got some other people you brought with you? Oh, Brandon Tatum is going to bring the house yeah. down. Tommy uh, Lahren is going to bring the house down. Uh, Steve, comedian Steve McGrew is going to bring the house down. Benny Johnson from Turning Point is going to bring the house down. Uh, everybody that's coming, all the deplorables that will be there, will be bringing the house down. It's going to be one big family because uh, uh, the conservative movement we we are we are like a family, you know, uh, uh, because we we have to support each other because the world is like against us. So, <laughs> Terrence Williams, yeah. Friday night. Mesa Arts Center. Check them out. 7.30 p.m., 11 p.m. Tickets still available. Get yourself out there. Check this thing out. He's going to bring the house down. You promised to bring the house down. I'm going to bring the house down. You're the man. Thanks so much. It's the Chad Benson Show, Arizona's news station. Arizona's news station. KTAR News, 92.3 FM. Don't let the Washington Beltway strangle you. This is where the exhausted majority comes to refuel, realign, and reevaluate. 
This is Chad Benson. It may still be a job seekers market, but some places are better than others. Wallethub says these are the cities where you're most likely to be hired. Number five is Fremont, California. Four is Austin, Texas. Three, San Francisco. Two, South Burlington, Vermont. And number one was Scottsdale, Arizona. But analyst Jill Gonzalez says it may be a little harder to find work in these places. Jackson, Mississippi. Shreveport, Louisiana. Cleveland, Ohio. Toledo, Ohio. And Newark, New Jersey. Daria Albinger, ABC News. Well, 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 Scottsdale's number one. Here's the thing when I listen to, you know, who, you know, Fremont, San Francisco, and Austin, and they and they talk about Scottsdale. And why it's still great is Fremont's expensive, right? San Francisco's ridiculously expensive. Austin, not so much, but getting there. But first of all, I mean, we're number one, and it's just, it's booming, right? We are Kicking butt and taking names. And it's the beauty of, I, I tell everybody this, I, I'm i the best salesman for Arizona. I Everybody I talk to, I talk to my family, everybody, you need to move out here. Housing prices, even though they're going up a little bit, it pales in comparison to so many places. And the opportunities, it's, it's like being partially rural and at the same time being a big city. And it is so amazing. It is so incredible. And Scottsdale, it's affordable. The houses is the housing market is, even though it's strong and prices have gone up, rents and everything else, the reality is the jobs that you can get out here are comparable with a comparable wage, someplace like San Francisco in a lot of ways. And on top of that, you don't have to pay those ridiculously high prices, and there's not a bunch of freaky homeless people. I was in San Francisco two, three summers ago, last time I was there. It was so disgusting. I was like, I don't want to be here anymore. It's that gross. It was so bad. I just love the fact that this is, it's great. That's something, man. You, you toot your horn every once in a while. You go, woo, woo. And that's one of those woo, woo scenarios. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. You tweet at us once again today. They made the announcement earlier. On this vote, the yeas are 228. The nays are 193. The resolution is adopted, and without objection, the motion to reconsider is laid on the table. All right, there we go. So, you know, they got the managers. So there's seven managers, right? Adam Schiff will be the lead manager, and you got Nadler and Hakeem Jeffries and a few other people. But they're going to be the ones who will be trying the impeachment. Then they delivered him today, and away we go. What does it mean? It means that pretty much... What it meant before. I mean, nothing is changing, right? Nothing is changing, right? If you thought Trump was guilty, you still think he's guilty. If you thought he was innocent, you're not even paying attention, or you just think it's all a railroad job. And and this and this is this is where we are, right? Right. This is this is this. Nothing is changing. It's now just more of an opportunity for the House to bid goodbye to to their portion of it, minus these seven. And these seven are going to be the people who essentially are trying the case. Right. And she went with people who are prosecutors in the past, who are familiar with all of this stuff, who who are going to be able to deliver the case that they want it delivered. And on the other side of it, Trump will have his I think he's only going to have two attorneys. Uh, that will be able to come back and will decide, uh, you know, they'll decide probably Wednesday, Thursday, if they're going to have more evidence and more people to come and testify. And while the 
Democrats are excited and really want to push for this. Here's the thing. Mitch McConnell controls. And with that control in there, if he decides, okay, we're going to allow you to do these things. But guess what? We're also going to be bringing in some people and somebody like Adam Schiff, who is the lead manager on this, may be the person that also may has to testify on top of the fact that they're talking about bringing in Hunter Biden and several other people. So just as much as it's a double edged sword. And so we'll see what takes place. It's going to be very, very interesting to see how this thing shapes itself out and and if both sides can be somewhat happy with what Mitch is going to deliver. And then Chief Justice Roberts is going to sit and be the judge for all of this. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Shows, your Twitter. Check out, again, it's Terrence Williams. It is Friday, Mesa Art Center, 730, 11 p.m., two shows. You have a chance to get out there. Funny dude. Uh, and he's got some neat people that are going to be out there with him as well. Tommy Lauren's going to be out there, right? Brandon Tatum's going to be out there. And he talked about maybe doing a little, you know, question and answer, maybe a sing-along. I don't know. If you have a chance, head on out there. This is the Chad Benson Show. It's Arizona's news station.